Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast of the best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. I'm Cash. And tonight we're hitting the X-Files again. This is the third installment, I believe, of the six-part miniseries. Um, and this one was the Were-Monster, isn't that right? Yeah, they meet the Were-Monster. Were-Monster, Were-Lizard, whatever you want to call it. Um, this, uh, of the three... Best, my, worst? This was by far the best for me. Best one for you. Okay. I was going to say, uh, I think this was one that actually went towards, uh, hey, let's put a little humor into this one. A, little a more. lot of humor and a lot more acting by Scully. I yes. was <laughs> definitely impressed by her performance. Yeah, this one definitely went a little bit better, uh, including the, you know, I mean, I hate to say it. I'll go ahead and be straight. I mean, Scully uh, had some good hot scenes. He even got a little shirt off. I mean, it just, you know. She was uh, looking good. She was looking good. Yeah, it, it, one of those things where improved with age, I have to say. Absolutely. Yeah. She was showcasing her best asset. <laughs> well, uh, actually, episode like again, this was the wear monster, um, wear lizard, whatever you want to call it. And um, I will say the one thing I was really impressed with this episode is, is that, you know, it sets up, sets up, sets up, and then it does you a big curveball about, you know, who the actual person and who actually the bad guys are and who's actually eating and killing people and da-da-da-da. And then throws the comic relief of this character – you know who changes and forms a little lizard and everything of that nature uh i thought that was uh kind of genius um i thought they did, they did a great job with it yeah because I, I was never expecting the animal control guy even though it was right there the entire time because he was on top of him and they even showed him biting the were monster but it just didn't register for me when i first saw it yeah yeah i mean the clues were there and it was just like you didn't want to think that way. You were just uh -uh. so fascinated with the kind of monster and what kind of special effects they were going to bring to the table. And, you know, I'm, I'm over here looking at the details and authentic, you know, authenticity and everything else. And it just looked apart. They're doing a good job. And then I'm like, realize, wait a minute, I missed the entire story of what they're showing you. Especially with it starting off with Mulder being so down and condescending about everything. It oh, yeah. could yeah. just be ice. Yeah, You know, exactly. he, he was done with monsters, didn't want anything to do with them. And so it just set up perfectly for yeah, me to like, not see the animal control guy. Absolutely. And it was like a, a reaffirmation of faith for him to, you know, get back into the game, as they say. You know? mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. You know, I do think some of the humor was heavy handed. You know, I was talking to a few people on Facebook and a few others. And I thought that, you know, they went a little far with a little bit of it. You know, some of the ridiculousness, you know. Um, but I don't think it hurt the episode overall. No. Not at all. And like the main one I had was the porta potty scene, but even then I got a good little shit we'll chuckle out of it, you know. Exactly. Um you know, the you know, as I was talking about details and special effects, I thought this one did a really good job. I'm never a real big fan of the whole CG where it cuts to one stage and then cuts to another stage of the transformation, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I'm more the guy who likes to see the the you know the real transformation kind of give me some practical effect not just completely computer generated yeah um and they I, broke it down like his transformation pretty well they did using the cg you know i just uh, i guess when you're it is a miniseries and like we've discussed possibly more of a cash cow opportunity of yeah. a cult classic you're gonna you're gonna do budget reasons and that's probably more in line with keeping a budget tight by doing it completely cg or and probably yeah. skimp on a few things because that kind of feeds into the allure of the show because it didn't have all the top-notch CGI it did back when it first came out. That's true. Well, I mean, but one of the things I really enjoyed about the original show was them going to practical effects and being able to do it on a weekly show. You know, and so it is good and it's not good from my point of view. I'm more of a guy who 
enjoys the time and patience and the effort to go into practicals and which I think when he was in full makeup and he had the red eyes and all that stuff, I think they did a pretty good job. There was only one scene that I clearly saw that it was like a complete misstep of practical effects is that at the very end when he was running away, he ran away and oh, you could see his awful. jumpsuit, yeah. you know, the zipper up the back. I was like, what a total letdown at the that end. was the point i wanted to mention too because that was it was so glaringly bad yeah, that was it like, was unforgivable i was like they went for the shot to see a, a giddy monster you know bounce through the woods and i was like uh zipper flashing you know what i mean come on you know that was that was i would say the worst part of the episode for me was to see that lack of that little detail you know especially since that was such a important scene yeah, like it, it set up a lot for just being the third episode of the miniseries, but it reaffirmed everything for Mulder, and it it hooked me a little bit right there at the end. Yeah, I, I mean, the one thing about this show, I think everybody loves, or at least I think I feel stronger that everybody loves, is is that when they put their spin on scientific fact to make it rationalized to what they're discussing in the episode, yeah, it's so fascinating to me. I think it's just wonderful. You know, I mean, like. I know one time I was talking to a guy, um, I think it was Eric, and he was talking about how the show does a great job of, you know, like pointing out the whole deals of back in the 80s, we, we perceived the world one way, in the 90s, we perceived it another way. And, you know, we all thought that Y2K was the end of the world. And, and you know, and Mulder wraps that into a persona and a review uh, and then puts it into the show and it makes sense, you know. And even like the episode before where they were talking about, you know, sounds causing the worms to come up and the birds attract, da 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 da. Who's ever, who has the time to think about something and characterize that into a show where a person can use that as a killing weapon and da da da? That's what makes this show, I think, what is so exciting to watch to see what kind of new way they're going to angle something that happens every day into a scientific way of something monster, creature, murder, whatever. Yeah, because the murders are what is going to make the show outside of the aliens that draw everything in but it's the science that they put behind it that's going to be different than any show is doing right now yeah because any joe Smo can come up with an alien that goes and kills does this and this this one gives you the science and the you know or the misdirection of science to make it explain why it hasn't been found or why it does why it makes sense and we overlook it yep and i think that's where the genius of chris carter comes into this show um, as we talked about this episode ourselves, like you said, I think this was more of a fun episode. We had more, uh, with more fun with Scully and Mulder. Uh, it's very lighthearted, and it was very lighthearted coming off a lot that of giggling, episode. a lot of little stuff. There was a lot of quips. There was a lot of, <laughs> I mean, the whole jackalope and the popping the <laughs> eyes out and the the hidden room and you know all that kind of stuff. You know, it was it was funny. It was quips, you know. But the you know the monster and his dancing his his completely unique form. The one thing I will say I thought was really really strange, but you know I think it was just more towards the character was is that you know like, well if this is a creature that wakes up every ten thousand years as he puts like that I did have a problem with he him goes sleeping. gets a job he yeah. goes gets this he goes does that but he, he said he wanted the job because he got bit by the human and he was craving a human's normalcy yeah. so he felt like he had to get a job because that's what we feel like we need. Yeah, and so, I, I hear you. But if I'm a if I'm a per, if I'm a something that doesn't know what humans are or what they how to do or how they function, you get a job manager, 
you're telling people about phones. Yeah, you don't know anything about what you're talking about. Da, da, da. I mean, that was that was kind of funny when he's like, you know, this is a box and it has light, you know, that kind of stuff. You can I tell it's that. rectangular. Yeah, exactly. And here's yeah. some buttons. Well, yeah. no, just kind of touch it. Yeah, and so that, I mean, there was a little bit of that, but I didn't mind it. I think it was just more toward the play, playful nature of the episode. Exactly, and the best part was he said his superpower was the ability to BS, yeah. which... If you do have that in this day and age, you, you can go far, very far. You can become a manager in a day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, um, did you, did you notice any Easter eggs? There was people who were talking like there was things that were put in there to make you think. You know, when the only thing I could think of during the entire episode is that I felt like there was some kind of significance to the tombstones when they were in the cemetery scene. I was like, are these names meaning anything, or is there supposed to represent something? Da 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 da. I didn't see anything. Did you? I didn't see anything, but I was so enthralled by the story, the, oh, the hidden bottle of whiskey. Them, yeah. yeah. Um, I think if you're a diehard X, uh, X-File fan, which don't get me wrong, I'm a, I'm a fan. I, yeah. don't, I just don't think I re- register at that level of a, you know, a true diehard because I didn't see every episode when it was originally out. You know, um, I think, people of that caliber would probably see something that i wouldn't those names probably meant something or maybe they were big in the astronomy part of the world or something something yeah i'm I'm willing to bet there's something so if there's a viewer out there who knows what we're talking about if there was an easter egg or if there's something out there and you know what we're talking about please let us know let us know i'm actually very curious because i'll tell you nine times out of ten viewers who respond back and give us feedback on things we miss makes that show and that episode that much more interesting to me because it makes me want to go back and say boom you know i remember there was time with eric who came and told me something like that and patty told me about this or so on and i'd love to be able to say that next time we we pod on something to say hey you know this person brought this up wow how how that made me go back and rewatch it and it changed the rest of the episode absolutely absolutely and so i think that's really good you know so the episode itself, of course, like we said, we started off, you, you see these two stoners who are breathing some kind of stuff in a bag. That's I gonna, loved how it was gold spray paint. Yeah. And it was just sitting there shining <laughs> off of them. Shiny mouth. It makes me think of Mad Max, you know, uh, the new Mad Max. You know, have you, have you seen mm-hmm. the new Mad Max? Where they, you know, they spray their mouth chrome and, you know. Because well, it's the energy boost or something that they right. need and it just hangs there. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, okay, this is, you know, of course it wasn't that. And uh, and they come in, and of course you see a guy, what you perceive as being attacked and getting off somebody, and the monster running by, and it's cool. And then oh, the crazy thing about the episode is, is that the monster, you know, the were wizard, well that, is in the episode a lot. You know, a lot of times as the were lizard as well. Yeah, I mean, like he's in full transformation and the whole night. And most of the time, I remember back in X Files like that, you just don't get to see much of the mystery character or alien or anything like that. It's just little quicks here and there. He is in the episode as a primary character. I would dare say he was the main character. I, I think he was in just about every scene. Yeah, I mean, he was in some way, some shape, some form, in conversation, in view, or the one doing the conversation. Yeah, and a lot of background commentary with it. Absolutely. you know. And so I thought that it was unique. That was different, way different than the first two. I mean, completely different, you know. And I thought that was kind of neat. And, of course, like I said earlier, the twist of the animal catcher, you know, them personifying him as a, you know, scared of everything, I can't handle this, do that, da-da-da-da, to basically a bloodthirsty, throat-cutting, eating out and bad now guy. probably becoming the most hated man in America in about three seconds by saying, I love torturing little animals. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, PETA is standing up and rising. Absolutely, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, so, uh, yeah, I mean, quite 
quite the other end of the boat when it comes to the story arc, you know. And then just Mulder flying in, and animals are everywhere, bird feathers are flying through, <laughs> yeah. and the were-lizard's dog just sitting there in a cage. Yeah. And Scully's like, hey, come home with me. Yeah. You know, touch convenient, but I think it just, like I said, it fit into how this episode was going mm-hmm. and so on. Now, we both discussed what we thought, well, at least what I thought was the downer to the episode, of course, was the jumpsuit as he's bouncing away. What do you think the best part of the episode was? It either had to be the graveyard scene for me or hit the when he was talking about Scully how he was getting it on with her <laughs> he's, and Mulder's just looking like, at him. You know, this woman came in and as you know, seduced her to the back and, you know, and her leopard print bra and all that stuff. It's true. I'm just great in the bed. <laughs> yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. That didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. That didn't happen. Yeah. I will say that I just, I would probably say, you know, my favorite part is, is that I, like you said, not, I mean, don't get wrong. The Scully the smoking hot scene. I, I give you all that is that when he, the actor who portrays the were lizard, were monster like that, I think he did a really, really cool, unique job about what the information and you know what he was given, and it was witty. It was fun to listen to. And then was he trying to be British? I kind of felt like he had a little bit of that. You yeah, know, I felt like he was a Brit. And I, I just enjoyed listening to him discuss, you know, his commentary and his conversation in the show and like that. Is it was my favorite part. I mean, yeah, the Scully thing is a bonus, but I mean, like, just him talking, you know what I mean? You know, like you say, you know, him explaining that he's working at cell on Blaze, it's square, it turns sound, you push buttons, you know, and he's talking about, oh, I'm just, I'm a great BSer, I'm, you know, and I kill me, and, you know, I mean, all these things like that, I think he really delivered on all that, you know, for what kind of persona or kind yeah, of I don't know what he was given. I feel like a lot of that was probably improv. It's got and to be. They just I mean, let him be himself. If it wasn't improv and that guy was, you know, doing it verbatim, that's even more impressive. Yeah. I mean, so... Because it was very quirky and yes. just off-the-wall stuff. Yeah, I and know. I was laughing most of the time whenever he was on screen. So yes. pretty much the entire episode. I, I'm I'm right there with you. And so I, I think that was my... Uh, that's what I enjoyed most, you know? And then yeah. right behind that was Mulder's first scene where he's going through the photos and he's throwing the pencils at, the, <laughs> yeah. at her sign, I want to believe. Right. You know, and him going, well, this is a hoax of this. And I love the background history. Yeah, you know showing I mean? like old you know, cases this was and a everything. Hoax from such and such, such and such, and this was made by some farmers who wanted to do this. This was a publicity stunt by convinced. a car wash or something. You know, there was a bunch of different ones like that, and I was like, you know, I mean, that's nine. That's ninety nine percent of what we deal with every day. You know, that everything's got a yeah somebody behind it. You know, to create a story. As soon as you get online, everything you believe is out the window. Exactly. There's always somebody to disprove everything and so you know i thought so it was cool like i said i think top to bottom the episode was better than the last two and i thought the last one was better than the first one and so it's it's progressively getting better what was your funniest scene the funniest scene yeah oh well i mean like i said i mean the bs and scully and i mean i mean we keep going back to it the bottom line is it's obvious this little area of him talking at the graveyard and you know the the phony on great in the sack was probably one of the funniest parts of the whole deal also Mulder's camera app where it's just flashing the oh, entire time yes. and he doesn't know what he's doing okay yeah the whole the whole the the lizard guy running at him and they're screaming like two girls <laughs> and then they come around the corner and they're both on the floor like they've been knocked out 
and like you think he's got the perfect photo and everything, and yeah. it just comes as like, well, this is a close up. Well, that that one's not even in focus. Yeah. And like sitting there, is, is it in video mode? Here, like, go to settings. We'll yeah, do this, I, I, and I then tackled. Well, the only thing about that is, is that all them awful photos, he had one perfect one of the teeth marks. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was like, Yee. and it ended up being the key photo. Yeah, it ends up being you know the smoking gun of the whole situation. <laughs> You know, but I thought it was hilarious. You know, the the transgender, you know, has the hole in her purse because she hits the horn. You know, uh, uh, the wearer lizard running around in underwear. You know, I mean, it was just so much to digest with this episode. And, and then so, him talking about how he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll just change my sex. No problem. He's like, well, let's let's pump the brakes a little. <laughs> yeah. you, you might have to lose. A, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we're good. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to skip that idea. Yeah. Uh, so, I. I think it was well written, and I think it was well performed. It was very entertaining. I mean, my wife and I were giggling pretty much the entire time, and you know, and it's the lighter side of the episode of these one of these episodes because they're supposed to be, you know, the old ones were much more serious and more. It was like the second episode, right? Yeah, it was. It was more about the science, and this one was a little more lighthearted, and it was it was refreshing. And it was very refreshing, and it really reinvigorated me to want to continue watching the series. Right. The only thing I'm worried about now is is that now we've kind of set the bar up a little bit higher. I'm afraid the next episode we're going to go back to being the serious science like that, and am I going to enjoy it as much? I, With how well this one was done, even if it goes back to a more serious side without all the humor that they had, I think it's catching its groove. I think it's going to stay on the up and up. Right. My biggest fear is, is we watch number six, and we're going to be really disappointed that it's, we're not going to have a number seven, eight, nine, and continue on. It could be redone. Like I mean, to get a six-part miniseries, that's not a hard thing to do with these actors because I don't not. think many of them have much going on right now. Well, I mean, Mulder and Skelly. No, I mean I know you know they had Californication or something. There was a couple that was of a them. great show. And the only thing I know that Scully's doing is The Fall. Right. So. Uh, you know, I guess, you know, but you could also say the actors don't want to be one trick ponies too, you know, so you, you, you don't know, but if it's a, if it's, if it's bringing home the bacon and you're famous for it, exactly it is what it is. I mean, I got news for you. I'm, I'm a diehard walking dead fan. I just don't know if Rick Grimes, Andrew Lincoln will ever be not Rick Grimes, whatever he does. You know what I'm saying? Six yeah. seasons of being rick grimes carl you know da, 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 da. i mean i just don't know if i could ever get that out of my mind you know what i mean just like you know, like I mean, Bruce, dixon and the other one i mean he had boondock saints all that other stuff before but he's tried to do a movie since and i think they were trying to capitalize on how popular he is from walking dead and, and the it movie just didn't went, work i'm just like bruce campbell he's never not going to be ash exactly I mean, he, it was so good exactly. he came back to it exactly now don't get me wrong when there was that tv show he was doing burn notice he was i did a, enjoy he was burn he was notice. a great he was an auxiliary character mm-hmm. he was not the primary and that worked but he's always ash versus evil dead army of darkness da, da, da. some of the greatest you know movies i've always loved you know and so that's what i'm thinking that i'm afraid that scully motor that's what they'll always be you know what i mean there's just no way out of it considering it's such an iconic show maybe but to me Mulder is Hank Moody from Californication because yeah. I never watched the X-Files. So, I mean, maybe there is a way out for him in that sense. Well, maybe the generational gap is yeah. the difference. Considering you never had any X- X-Files background before we watched this, he's Zero. Hank Moody to you. Yeah, well, to he's, me, he's always going to be Fox Mulder. You know what I mean? That's just the way I was. So, I can see with that. 
But uh, other than that, I think that's we're good on the episode. You got anything else you want to add to it? It was the best one we had, and I hope they keep going up. No doubt. Um, guys, we'd love to hear from you. Like I said, if y'all saw some things we missed or just basically had you know, a different opinion or a, a similar opinion, hit us up. At, we're at Bleed TV Podcast on Twitter, uh, Bleed TV Podcast at gmail.com is our email. And, of course, we have a Facebook page, and uh, we also have a website that's on uh, Podbean. Um, so you can always check any of those places. Give us a follow. Subscribe is great. If you've got a few minutes to give us a positive review on iTunes, Stitcher, it always helps us to be able to expand our show and do more. So uh, we greatly appreciate you. But other than that, we're going we're gonna to call it tonight. Uh, so this is Bleed TV. I'm Zach. I'm Cash. And we're out.